0: Been way too long, and I really miss you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Top fives and deep dies We're down P T M.
1: Top fives and deep dies We're down P T M. Top fives and deep dies We're down P T M. Top five and deep dives. We're down P T M.
0: Crack it, before I start. I them, though, with them, yeah, hey guys, welcome to Top Fives and Deep Dives. This is Justin. I'm here in Los Angeles. We've got Mike over in London. What's up, brother? Oh, how you doing, man? Good, good, good. We've got a epic episode coming up today. Um, we've got a, a legendary returning guest that we'll introduce in a few minutes, and Our topic is going to be top five Oscar snubs for best picture. But before we get into that, we are going to talk about a film that just came out uh, about a week ago, week and a half ago when this episode comes out. It is one of the first films that is sort of out big in theaters in the States again, Godzilla vs. Kong. What do you think, Mike?
1: before I even say what I think, I think we should just review that like literally every review that I've read since this, since seeing it, they basically all say the same thing, right? Is that like not a lot of plot, not a lot of character development, but there's $100 million worth of big monsters fighting each other. So if that's your thing, you're going to love this movie. I mean, is that accurate, right? I think it's just a measure of how much you want to see these two monsters fight each other.
0: A hundred percent. And dude, I went, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to be, I've had both my vaccination shots. I ended up, I went to the Chinese theater here in Los Angeles, IMAX, big screen. And I mean, how could I not have fun? It was two hours of just ridiculousness. Also, dude, I felt like it had with, with all of the like sort of neon lights and a lot of the shit that happened, I felt like it had a little bit of a, almost like a throwback vibe at some points where I felt a little bit of like 80s type deal. And I, and I really enjoyed that the film went for it. Like, yeah, some of the plot didn't, you know, spoiler alert, some of the plot didn't make sense in the sense of like with the sort of the, the inner earth world and whatnot, but I really appreciated the, the concept of it all and that they sort of went for it. And even that scene where they... I guess you could say, like, boost through, I don't even know what you would call it. I guess the the inner workings of the earth to that world, and you see all, like, the neon lights, and it almost felt like, you know, 2001 a little bit. And look, it's it's just like you said, none of these, none, the acting, I mean, Skarsgård to me, I don't understand Alexander Skarsgård. Like, he's fine, but he's so rigid, stiff. The other people in it, I at least enjoyed their their roles. But like it very much, again, it was about these two monsters fighting. It was about $100 million put into shit getting fucked up. And it was pretty fun for that. I was, I was pleasantly surprised with how much fun I had.
1: Yeah, it's a shame that I couldn't see this one in the theater since they're still not open here. It's clearly a film that's best seen. Uh, especially on the big screen on IMAX. That's pretty sick. But, but yeah, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's visual art, right? It's not really narrative film. Like it's just, it's a totally different exercise than what you may be expecting. Well, I shouldn't say that you should go in expecting exactly what you get from this. Right. I mean, it's all there in the
0: title. Exactly. And that's what you get. It's fun. If you can see it in theaters, I definitely recommend seeing it. If not, I don't know. I mean again, if you're watching it for free, why not? But definitely a definitely a big screen experience and I think that's I think that's it. That's all I have to say. Yep, yeah, same. Well, without further ado, let's get into the real reason we're here. Top 5 Oscar snubs for best picture. And I mean, we have a fan favorite of the pod, a guest that people loved when he came on for top five movies that make us cry. And he's back today, the one and only, Rory Cosgrove. What is up, brother?
2: uh. uh I was crying just listening to the intro. <laughs> the 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 lead-in just made me cry. <laughs> I'm back. back I'm back to ruin, to ruin some days, and uh, here we go.
0: Yes, yes. I'm like... You you came up with this topic, by the way, top five Oscar snubs. And we're going to just to give some qualifications to everyone listening real quick before we jump into this thing. So the way we're going to be referring to it is the way that the Oscars officially refer to it, which is the year that we're going to say. So if we say Oscars 2014, that means the ceremony took place in I think it's usually February of 2014 but it's all the movies from 2013 that trickled into the very beginning of 2014. So that's the movies we're talking about with a year and yeah. And we're with these snubs. We can talk about a film that was also nominated that didn't win, or we can just talk about a film that wasn't even nominated for best picture that we're, and this was a town uh, pool. Yeah. This was a J-Town <laughs> and So that's that's really it. I mean,
2: it's it's about to get contentious in here, boys. I think. I'm excited. I one, you know, it's great to be talking to someone across the pond. Uh, You know, scotch and red wine is flowing. Uh,
0: We're ready to rock and roll here. We've we on the other hand, we have some Miller Lights on this side. We're ready to rock, Roar and I (laughs) over in L.A. Um, Let's fucking go. I think today we're gonna do. Let's do Mike
2: first, then Rory, then me. Sounds great to me because, like, last time you guys put me on blast, <laughs> I was the first one to go. And it, it, like, I just was, I was completely, the, like, just stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I was like, oh, oh I'm going first. <laughs> and if somehow we
0: crisscross and we have the same ones, that if one of us has it later down the list, we just say, I have it higher and we'll talk about it when we end up getting there for whoever so, has it highest.
2: I I'm glad that you brought that up because I have a plan A and plan B basically for every year. <laughs> oh, yeah, <okay. laughs> so, this man is so, prepared. He I, I'm ready. Stopped. I'm back. He refuses. <laughs> yes, I will not be snubbed. I I'm I'm I got contingency plans on contingency
0: plans. <laughs> That's great. Notes on notes, baby. Notes on notes.
1: Preparation is the name of the pod. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Michael. Okay. Our wi- always our wild card. Start us off, baby.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna definitely gonna be cheating a fair amount. That's I'm gonna say. That oh right.
0: my lord! But, uh, okay. Uh, okay. How dare you?
1: Loosely God. playing with the rules. No, it won't be too bad. Uh. All right. So I'm going to the 2015. Oscars, quite recent. The 87th okay. for anybody that cares. The winner that year was Birdman. Good film. Not going to slam Birdman. That's not what I'm here to do. But the correct answer is Grand Budapest Hotel.
2: Mm, fuck yeah. This was wow. this was high on my list. I wow. mean,
1: this is a it's a fucking masterpiece of a film. This is where it all really came together for Wes the cast is absolutely insane i can't possibly list them all but ralph fiennes was also robbed of an oscar that's another episode for another day and he's he's incredible i mean the film is is hilarious it's also quite quite serious you know there it deals with with friendship with love there's all i mean the the set design obviously is incredible cuz it's it's a west film but it's oh man what a what a great fucking film and and to be honest Birdman's not even the second best film that came out that year. So this this is an absolute. I agree with you. Snubbit. I agree with
0: you. An absolute. And, and, and Birdman was was good, but it yeah. wasn't as good as multiple films. And and Graham Budapest, dude, that might. I'm trying to think back. It, that might be my favorite West film. It's I think up there. This,
1: this is to me. This is one of his two his two best films for sure. And this is really where. You know the quirkiness all really came together to make a truly remarkable film and one of the best films of the decade. There's just no doubt about it. So, wow. Sorry, Birdman, but also big shout out, Boyhood. Fucking love that.
2: It's a lobby boy. Yeah, it's a lobby boy. <laughs> Get your hands off my lobby boy. <laughs> you know, it's it like it is just it. You're right. But shout out. What did you just shout out? You boy, did. Uh, boyhood. Boyhood, I mean, that was another fun. one. That yeah. was another one that I, it, this was 2016. This 2016. Yes. Yes. Oh, it was, no, it was 20, super difficult. Oh, 20, 2015. 2015. 2015, 2015 right. My bad. Uh, but that was a super tough one because Linklater and Boyhood, just the absolute, man it, it took so much effort to do that movie yeah 12 years 12 of shooting years. every year right so even if the plot and the storyline maybe doesn't it's like the you got to respect how long that took and like the commitment to making that movie the mm-hmm. thing for
1: me is like if you're gonna give it i mean clearly grand budapest is the best film but if you're gonna Sound. give it to something on yeah. sort of uh I don't want to say a gimmick, but like some sort of creative achievement level. That's why Birdman got it, right? is because it all looks like one shot.
2: Well, then, then yeah. It was, it, yeah it, they, they took the one shot notion, which- It's good, in, but the, it's- in... The first one shot was uh, Children and Men, right? Remember when that was yeah. like that continuous take? Yep. And that was a fucking wild. To watch that was just wild. When they're passing the ping pong balls, like- and it like that blew me away. That and then if win. you did it with Birdman, I could see why it won. Right.
1: But even, even then boyhood's achievement is just a greater achievement. It's it is. easier. Film. It oh my is. God.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the be- yeah. biggest achievements in that sense in film. And no yeah. one
2: has ever done anything like that.
0: No. And only honestly, Linklater in a, in a, different way but with the before tr- trilogy, yeah, trilogy where he did a new film with the same characters aging as they did every 10 years or so i think it was like nine eight or nine years but uh i mean the man that what a fucking great director he is but shout out
2: uh university of texas teddy outerbridge yes our uh, main man, Teddy. so link is a ut Hookham guy and our guy teddy is a Big UT guy. Oh, uh, Ted, Ted's all about just single, you know, continuous shots. You know, he, he's constantly <laughs> pushing the barrier. You know, he's constantly doing it. Oh, God. Good old Ted. Any, you, you, you ask him, he's like, listen, I order dominoes on the regular, but I make them put combinations together that make no sense. <laughs> I might go get who? Hey, maybe I'll get Dommies with them later tonight. Who knows? This but. is sponsored by Domino's. Anywho, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Domino's. Definitely Three. not Papa John's. I could tell you that.
1: Oh, it's got to
0: be <laughs> Domino's. We got to get. We got to start advertising Domino's on the fucking pod. Anywho, great fucking pick at number five. Great pick,
2: Rory, the one and only. I'm. I'm. I can't wait. Let's go. All right, here we go. So I'm going 2016. Uh, the winner was Spotlight, which I absolutely love this movie, uh, but I'll, so I'll get to the snub. The snub is Mad Max was that year, which I, I pulled that because Mad Max is a action movie. How many action movies ever get put into the consideration of Best Picture? None. You know what I mean? Not, not not
1: that many. And Mad Max didn't deserve to be there either.
2: Uh, <laughs> Wait, Rory. Can I tell you something? Shots shots are fired. Can I tell you shots, have been, shots have been fired. Rory. Okay. Can I tell yeah. you something?
0: That's my exact number five as well.
2: You motherfuckers. Oh, okay. Okay. see, All right, we're thinking alike. We are. Great mind. You know, great mind think alike. Mike is just you know. Can,
0: can I give you a, a different shade of it though? I think spotlight is a piece of shit what? and <laughs> okay. I truly
2: okay. fucking
0: hate spotlight. <laughs> I think what? it is a piece of shit. Why? I've watched it twice. Cause I tried the story. Isn't okay. I love, I love true stories. Usually on film, this true story to me is not gripping at all. You have so many fucking good actors in there. It just, Meanders along. I don't feel like it ever gives you satisfaction in any way. I don't think they make the story interesting. I thought 2016 might be one of the most stacked, best picture years ever. You had Mad Max Fury Road, you had the Revenant, you had Room. Room was fucking amazing. Honestly, Room for me almost was what I picked as my winner. As my snub, Mad Max I went with at the end of the day because, like you said, Roar, action films rarely get the nom. Also, the fact that George Miller was able to do this so many years after the OGs made one of the biggest action films of the last 20 years. See, this was, this was going to get me. Oh, keep, keep going. Sorry. I, I, I won't go too much deeper. I'll hand it over to you. But he did that. And it's like i have friends that saw this like seven times in theaters because it is a shot of adrenaline for two hours straight that actually has a totally cohesive story ridiculous set pieces like it is such a feat i think it absolutely was the biggest achievement that year and and rora i'll hand it over to you from that
2: yeah i mean you you're taking the words directly out of my mouth like it Like when you watch just anyone who's listening to this YouTube behind the scenes footage of that film, the coordination, the ability of, I mean, he, he brought in Cirque du Soleil people that were doing things like when, when they have the, the rods that are going over, they're trying to onboard onto Imperial Furiosa's, like the coordination, the, uh, they attempted and pulled off. One of the more interesting, more complex things I've ever seen in cinema. Totally agree. Sound design is fucking brilliant. Uh acting. Tom Hardy doesn't say a single fucking word in that movie until like forty five minutes into it.
0: You know? It's he like- is such a good actor, it's insane.
2: It's ridiculous. It's absurd. And so that movie got fucking snubbed hands down. Also, that more, like-
0: Tom Hardy, speaking of member, when you, you, we were talking about this a little bit before, Tom Hardy is in two of the Best Picture nominees that, in my opinion, were better than Spotlight, Mad Max Fury
2: Road and The Revenant. Oh, my God. Okay, so so this was in, we were talking about it prior to starting, you know, the show. Mm-hmm. Actors that are in two films that two, are nominated for
0: Best Picture.
2: It is insanity, and it's such a rarity. And it's also like people that you wouldn't expect. Totally, right? It's like well, Tom Hardy you would expect it, yeah. But he's a G, like yeah, he's a G. But you know, they're, they're, we'll, we'll get down the line. But like Timothy Chalamet in like 2018.
0: Oh, you're talking. You're talking 2017. 2017. 2017. Call me by your
2: name and to the Oscars for being one bigoted and two uh, the the new museum is literally a stone's throw away from my house. So this is very topical.
0: <laughs> so it, it was call me by your name and Lady Bird, both in 2017 2017 okay. Oscars. Yes, okay, there we go. Um, oh my god. So yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy phenomenon, interesting to look into. And, but dude, that's, yeah, I'm so, that's hilarious that we had the exact same one. But yeah, it, Love it. you couldn't not sneak that one in because there was so many good movies that year. And to me, I'm like, they gave it to the shittiest one for me. Fuck wow. Spotlight.
2: Harsh. I, I the, the absolute vehement hatred of Spotlight. One of my least favorite Best Picture winners. Which is, if you, if you say something, like if you make Justin Cohen hate A movie, you're doing something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But I loved Spotlight. I thought it was a fantastic. Hey, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. But four one two Michael Keaton from Pittsburgh, and I was at the plus. Speaking of speaking of of,
0: your dad, your dad, Rory's dad was like saying, "Oh, Michael Keaton gets (laughs) snubbed a lot." Fucking Spotlight and fucking Birdman both won Best Picture. He clearly came around. He finally started winning them unbelievable uh, two years so away. that's
2: so that's my that's my 2016 snub there you go hacks. it comes back to michael keaton
0: there you go baby i'm like <laughs> and that was mine as well so now we're at mike number four
1: so this is we're going back to the 1972 oscars the 44th
0: Ooh. edition
2: we knew he we were knew oscars. this was coming J-, J. Chad and I both called that you're going to have some weird, crazy pull. No, this
1: isn't weird. This is totally normal. Ooh, ooh, let's the see, winner, let's the see. winner is French Connection.
0: Okay. Also
1: nominated is A Clockwork Orange. Ah. But very clearly, the, best, the only answer that matters is The Last Picture Show. One of the greatest films of all time. Peter Bogdanovich, one of the... Well, it's not it's not a feel good watch. Let's put it that way. It's not a feel good watch, but it's one of the most emotional films ever made uh, without being like totally contrived and just shows I mean insane cast, but it's it just shows, you know, uh coming of age not in the zany American pie haha funny way, but the sort of sad small Texas town that's dying kind of way. And this I've
0: never seen it.
1: You need to watch it immediately. Um, I will. I'm laying it down right now. Young Jeff,
2: it's not available on major streaming platforms. (laughs) Very sorry.
1: sorry. Uh, Young Jeff Bridges, Sybil Shepherd in her very first role ever, Uh, and there's a lot of other actors that's like their first or second role. So it's it's I don't want to say non actors, but like people that were uh, sort of just getting into it that were built their reputation on this film. Based okay. on uh so it's a Peter Bogdanovich film and it's co-written uh by Larry McMurtry, who I think died like a week ago, actually, which is so RIP. But yeah, it's right, um, it's yeah, it's a coming-of-age tale in, in this like sort of a small Texas town where the world is kind of passing it by and there's just not a lot of hope uh out there. But it's super emotional and, and it's a really uh, I don't want to waste anything because you guys haven't seen it, but it's a really economical film. Like, it's not that long, but by 45 minutes in, it feels like you've already watched the whole movie, and it just keeps going from there, and you just want to wow,
0: okay.
1: stay with these characters forever. Um, there was, there was I think, like eight total nominations. Uh, Cloris Leachman won for Best Supporting Actress, but
0: Wow absolutely
1: was robbed by French Connection, which is... A good film, a film that I really enjoy, but doesn't have nearly the connection uh, that this film does, at least with me.
2: I mean, in when you when you put French Connection into it, it's actually a movie that I've never seen. But like you have names like Gene Hackman, right? What, that it, you know, but you had Sybil Shepherd as well. But it's Gene Hackman in that era was hard to deny.
1: But he doesn't he doesn't
2: hit you in the heartstrings, you know. It just doesn't quite And that's what, you story. know, the one thing I've learned about you, you're a heartstrings guy.
1: Dude, watch Last Picture you know? Show and you will be too. Jeff Bridges. He'll kill. He'll wow. young, young, young Jeff, Jeff Bridges,
2: Bridges is, is fascinating because he is sort of like, he's been all over the map, right? In terms of character pieces and what he's done. But, all right, so that's, that's a good one. Great that's one. A good one. That's a great that one. one. I can't right, wait so, to watch it. I'm like, yeah, I got, both of you guys will love
0: Last Picture Show. That's a guarantee. I'm so ready. I'm I'm so ready. I bet all
1: my scotch and wine on it.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I'll drink to that.
2: Roar, yeah. give us your number four. It. Cheers. Number four, 2008 winner was No Country for Old Men. The snub, There Will Be Blood. I have it higher. Ooh. Oh, okay. You have it higher. Okay. We will so, wait. We will wait. Curious little backstory about these two is that they both were filming in New Mexico at the same exact time. Wow. And if anyone who's seen There Will Be Blood, when the the oil derrick lights on fire, it created this huge plume of smoke, and that continued. And so the Coen brothers, right? Uh, uh, no country is Coen brothers, I yep. believe. Yep. Yes. So Cohen brothers were trying to set up a shot, but there was this, in gi- this giant black cloud <laughs> in, the, in the way of the shot. So he, so they get on the horn with P.T. Anderson, who did There Will Be Blood. And it was like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. We had this whole scene. <laughs> as, it,
1: as it fucking should be because the film overshadows New Country for Old Man in every single way.
2: Thank you very much. It's a beautiful fucking movie.
1: Let's I guess we'll put it on hold, right? And we'll talk we about will. it. We will.
2: We'll talk about it when we get
0: there. But okay, so I'll roll into my number four. We're going back 2010 Oscars. The winner was the Hurt Locker. First of all, this is the first Oscars I remember watching where I I was outraged watching it. I, I could not fucking believe that the hurt fucking locker won. One, you had Avatar come out that year. The at that point the most technologically advanced, so many years in the making, James Cameron film. His his first since Titanic, which was the biggest film of all time at that point. And I mean, you had Avatar, which I thought was was great. I didn't think it was whoa, but like. Easily should have beat Hurt Locker. But then, on top of it, and this is my snub, Yet inglorious Bastards.
1: Town, I just want to say that this was going to be part of my cheating later. So I'm so glad you mentioned this because now I don't have to cheat. Because I had amazing. the exact same thing. Oh my Bastards god,
2: This I was worried about
0: a little crossover symmetry. Well, I mean, there's some, there's some glaring snubs. And... Yeah, this one, this one. If you had asked me back in 2010, I probably would have said the snub was Avatar. Just I, I love James Cameron, but over time, it's very clear to me the snub was Inglorious. I mean, Inglorious is in my top two. Tarantino, and it's it it is in a sense like the end of. Ingl- it's so genius the whole way through. I mean, you have you finally pair Tarantino with Brad Pitt. You have just That opening scene, which is so outrageously good. Then you have the whole movie, which is... Exactly. It was in our speeches episode. And then you have the whole movie, which is incredible. And the ending is so fucking perfect when you see, this might just be my masterpiece. And then it ends. And it's like, it was so genius on so many levels. It's the one that Tarantino deserved to finally win it for, in my opinion. And it just it kills me that the hurt Care fucking the one of best picture. Nope. No, no, that's, I, I like, and that's, that's the biggest yeah. snub
2: out there. Like it's yeah. that, that he has not
0: but yeah, hold so that, it kills that me.
1: Man. I will come back to it.
2: Fantastic. Fantastic snub. Like, yeah, the hurt the locker. Best. It was fine, but like, come on. Hurt yeah. locker
1: is a good picture. But *Inglorious Bastards* is one of QT's masterpieces.
2: Uh, yes, Catherine Bigelow is an absolute monster. I mean, Absolutely. she did *Point Break*. She,
0: she, I, I will bow down to Catherine Bigelow forever. The Hurt Locker was not the film for her to win Best Wait, Picture.
1: Wait, what year is *Point Break*?
0: *Point, point break. Break's ninety one. <laughs> you
2: better tell me. <laughs> all right hold on i'm on when it. do you get I'm the
1: lifetime life. achievement award for point break
2: you need it because like, no, it. it, it's one of the greatest <laughs> fucking films ever
0: made
1: Wait, it's it's 91 so that would be the 92 oscars i'm gonna go on this right now yeah. <laughs> so oh unforgiven one that year Fuck you are Point break <laughs> patrick
2: pat patrick swayze needs a lifetime achievement award he does yeah yeah, Hands I'm, I'm putting this, by the way,
0: on the fucking pod right now. I better not get in trouble for this from the lady. But one fucking day, if I do have a son, I'm putting this on record right now. His oh, name wow. is going to be Bodhi. God dog.
2: <laughs> <This> is- All <laughs> right. So announced here first, we have a a name, a naming ceremony. Hey, there's a naming ceremony.
1: <laughs> wow. But yeah, point break, obviously a snub, but Inglorious Bastard is a huge fucking snub.
2: Ah, big snub, but a a, a tough year, like very tough. Not that tough. Not that tough. Not that that tough. tough. Because look, look, Catherine, I I love
0: Catherine Bigelow. Also, how outrageous is it that she beat her ex husband, James Cameron, for making like the biggest fucking movie ever? But again, it's not even Avatar. It's fucking Inglorious Bastards. It's a fucking masterpiece from one of the greatest directors of all time. It's just insane. Fuck
2: yeah. I love when you get fired <laughs> get, J- uh, get J-Town fired right, up.
1: Like, I, well, I might get him fired up a little bit with this,
0: actually.
2: Okay, let's hear it.
1: It's, uh, so we're going to the 97 Oscars, the 69th. Okay. Uh, okay. The winner of that year was The English Patient which is an, op- is an open secret, was just totally pushed by the Weinsteins and had no fucking business winning. Other nominees... <laughs> no
0: have- I've still never even seen it.
1: Don't even see it. Uh, Jerry Maguire was nominated. Fargo was nominated. Wow. And the winner should have been Secrets and Lies, the Mike Lee film. I've never seen it. Never seen it. So Mike Lee is someone that's super popular here, but like not that famous in the US because he's a British director, but he has some absolutely incredible films. Naked, Abigail's Party, Happy Go Lucky. You should see all these. Uh, also, Fargo is much better than English Patient. I watched both this week and confirmed that Secrets and Lies is the winner because Fargo is just too Minnesota for me. After a while, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> uh yeah, so Secrets and Lies is really, it's a really small film. Um, the way that he makes his films is through like tons of improv, but it's basically just about a few small families. And it's just kind of about like, you know, the the things that are usually left unsaid uh, that people don't talk about in in everyday families. But, you know, when you actually bring to the surface, there's a ton of drama behind them. and And this film captures it like incredibly and in, in kind of a heartbreaking way though it has a little bit of an uplifting ending it won the palm door at Cannes that year unfortunately so brenda blethin is a british actress she won the golden globe and she was nominated um at the oscars and didn't win which is another snub again another episode later uh, but yeah this film is is basically flawless if, if if there's one thing that i can say against it is that it's it's just a little bit too much. Like it's so sad at times that it's almost hard to watch, but that's not really a knock on the film. It's just that it's that effective. And wow. And in closing, the English patient is pretty average. So like, fuck that
2: garbage. It's a garbage. Movie. It's so, I love Ray Fiennes, but that movie fucking sucks. How did that win?
0: I don't know. That's unbelievable.
2: You know, it, it, it's a, this, that was amazing because so my snub that was my third on the list, so I'm gonna to have to go to contingency plan B. <laughs> um, but English patient was the winner. Snub would be Fargo in my head. That's your number three. And uh, no, that's not 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 now. I get I get a number three. <laughs> I get a, I get a number three. So I'm I'm going to plan B. Oh, we're getting contingency day. plan. Contingency is coming into effect. Yes. Call an audible. But I love calling an audible. But I love that uh, you said I couldn't. I couldn't do Fargo's to Minnesota, and one of my reasons for it was that it was like it so accurately portrays the Midwest that I love it. For that exact reason. So all of
1: it is necessary and it totally adds to the film, but I did realize that, like, somewhere in the middle, after like my 10th time watching it, I was like, if someone says yeah one more time, I'm going to fucking lose it. I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible film, though.
2: Incredible film, and Francis McDormand just being an absolute boss. Boss. And shout out to Nobaland. If you haven't seen Nomadland, Nomadland, it is worth watching.
0: Definitely worth watching. So what's Shit. the hot, so yeah? What's your contingency
2: what's number three, guy, my baby? friend? All right, so now I'm going contingency B. All right, so I'm going to go 2013. The winner was this was a hard, This was very hard. Uh, the winner was Argo, which was a phenomenal movie. Uh, ben Affleck at his finest. Love that movie. Uh, for me, the sn- there's two snubs in this category. Uh, it's Django, which now we're we're you know we, we're coming we're circling back GT. to to you know Tarantino, but uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Wow! Wow! Yes, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. Yes, I am fully with you. Yeah, Silver Langs Playbook was absolutely dogged. Uh, 2013 was hard, but like that was a fantastic movie, fantastic acting. And then I would say one that – so this is a J-Town thing. You made me look at years beyond that were not even nominated. Fruitful Station. Oh, yeah. By, by Ryan Coogler was in 2013. That movie was fucking badass. Great film. It was such a good film. And that was kind of Ryan Coogler's like, hey, what's up? Like, yep. I'm a good director. Roar, may I just so briefly
0: cut in – And not steal any of your limelight, but just to, I want to highlight just a couple other films that year that I felt like were, and Argo was great, but I also thought Zero Dark 30 was great. I thought it was better than Hurt Locker, another Catherine Bigelow film right here. Also, I was, I'm not always a musical guy. I was blown away by this version of Les Mis. I was blown away. I thought it was fucking fantastic. And Beast of the Southern Wild was a great little flick, too. I,
2: it's, it's a really hard year.
0: I agree <laughs> with you. I was pissed that year that Silver Linings Playbook didn't win. It hit the money on all fucking accounts. It was great.
2: Hands down. And the fact that Fruit Fruitfield Station didn't even get a nod, it's like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Fucked up. Like, how does that movie not get in there? That movie was Fantastic. It really and, was, and honestly, was that's great.
1: the type of movie you'd expect the Oscars to love, right?
2: Right, yeah. It, like they, and, and it's been interesting through the research, looking at, you know, years, what the Academy, whoever they are, what they value or appreciate. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I'm not going to get political on this one, but <laughs> it is, a, it is a little ridiculous.
1: I'm gonna get super political later, so
0: we can get fucking political.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
0: okay, so, we go. all right, boys. So, my number three. I'm 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 gonna pull you guys, and you're gonna tell me because I could go to a continue. Okay, so mine is a year that one of one of you guys have already spoken about, but it's a different film that I consider the snub. Ooh. Do I just do? Do I quickly give that, and then do I give a contingency, or do I just go all, all right, in? Why
1: on Why don't it? we start with the first one? We'll just cheat and do both anyway. So just let's do it.
0: <laughs> so the first one, my what I have on here is my number three, 2015, which Mike led off with saying the Grand Budapest Hotel should have should have won. That was the snub. Birdman, blah blah blah. For me, I love Grand Budapest. But the one you gave a little shout-out to, Boyhood. Boyhood's one of my favorite movies ever. And I think I was furious that year. Twelve fucking years went into that film. Twelve fucking years? You fucking shot for like a couple weeks for twelve fucking years? Made a monumental coming-of-age story? And Birdman won? What the fuck? Linklater... Richard Linklater literally had his magnum opus, and they fucking gave it to fucking Birdman.
1: Dude, I feel like we all hate Birdman, but we don't. We're just it's just. Didn't hey, I anyone. like
0: Birdman, but fuck Birdman if it's gonna beat fucking Boyhood. Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, I'm, Movie's I'm and so masterpiece. Me,
1: and, and really, what I mean, I'm glad you're giving it even more time here because really, what's great about it is I just love that Linklater is such an accomplished filmmaker. But it's still fucking pushing the envelope, right? He's still pushing himself to make his best films. And that's just as a fan of film, you just fucking love to see that.
0: Yeah, he is a a film lover's fucking dream. He cares about film and he loves telling small stories, but he does them in all these different creative ways.
1: I just feel like I've grown up with Mason Jr. Like I think I know him like he's like a kid from the neighborhood or something. Yes.
0: <laughs> and and that's the thing some people were like, "Oh, it dragged." And I'm like, "No, it didn't. It was a, it was you you Fucking saw this kid's years. life.
1: They did a whole lifetime in 245.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it felt real. It felt real. It felt like you could live that life and you could you could relate to it. It was so so good. It was genius. I don't know
2: how it didn't win best picture. I don't know if you could do, you know, when, when you think about filming things in like, even like one of the hardest things. So I used to act for a while Yeah, you and did. one of the, one of the hardest things about it was like the, how fake everything felt now stage acting is different because it's like, you have, you're, you're there and you're doing it. Like when you step on stage, you have a commitment to the role. You have a commitment to the people that are acting with you. Like, you know, you need to show up. But with acting, you can, or or film acting, you can just continually do it over and over and over again. But that's what's so impressive. I don't know if you can do a, like, portray human emotion better than the way Linklater did it in Boyhood. I just, I honestly don't think you can do it. Like, that level of commitment of shit. We're, you know, Ethan Hawke, like, who also doesn't age, <laughs> you know, he, dude. Not since training day, he's severely underrated. Ethan Hawke. Oh my god, he's one of the, one of my favorite actors. But he does doesn't age. But like that that level of commitment to just producing something is just like oh my god. Yeah.
0: I mean, for it's the huge. fact that they were able to get the kid, like the fact that yeah, that Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette both agreed to do this over. Patricia Arquette years. also one of
2: one of the one of. America's greatest treasure. She
0: is a treasure.
1: and true, true romance.
2: True, true romance. Uh, did you say true romance? Yep, that's what
1: yeah, I was what about to say, dude. Yep, yep, true romance. It's a QT love pod right now.
0: It is. I mean, <laughs> as it should be. I mean, he's Quentin a fucking Tom legend. Quentin Tarantino. Huh, part, part of the intro.
1: So, uh, do you want to give us your your second number three? Quickly? I'll give a
0: contingency. This will be my real number three for when we go All back. Right, yeah, this could essentially be my first honorable mention, but I'll give you my contingency that I wanted to get Love on it. here. So I'm gonna take and I'll only do it if if one of you guys, if one of you guys has this year, stop me. 2002. Are we nope. good? We good? Yeah. Yep. All right. Two thousand two. Such a hard one for me to to pull to pull because gladiator one, which I think. Is so fucking amazing.
1: Wait, that's 2001. That Gladiator one.
0: Oh, I did fuck up. I'm, I'm, yes, I did fuck up. I did fuck up. We got fact checkers. 2001. Fact checkers. We got the fact checkers. So 2001, Gladiator, Gladiator wins. Gladiator's first rated R movie I saw in theaters with my dad. I love Gladiator. I think Joaquin Phoenix in it is one of the all time villains. And this is why, honestly, it was, I didn't end up initially putting this on the list. And now here's what's crazy about this year. And this is why I have to bring up the year. So the actual nominees are the other nominees are Chocolate, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Aaron Brokovich, Traffic. For me, easily Gladiator wins on those. But 100 percent. That's that's resounding, resounding.
1: So far, there's no yes. snub.
0: So there's no snub there. The snub is in what was not even nominated. And I'll start. There's really? two, yeah. but there's one that's the real snub for me. One, Mulholland Drive. Ah. David Lynch, one of my favorite fucking creatives in Hollywood, created Twin Peaks, one of my favorite shows. This movie was his for film. This was his fucking centerpiece. He did it, he he took his weird ass fucking experimental style. He fused it with this. You had Naomi Watts in there. It's crazy movie, so fucking mind-bending and just forward-thinking in film. I still don't know if I'd have that beat Gladiator, but the one... For me, the film that, as life has gone on and, and we've gone through time and growing and whatever, there is one movie, to me, that's better than Gladiator, and the fact that it was not even nominated is... One of the biggest crimes in Oscar history. Almost famous.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. It wow. is. I mean, it's. Holy shit. Yeah, it's great. I it would have been tight. For, yeah. It would have been real <laughs> tight. And, and I'm not mad that Gladiator won. That's why it was. That's why, honestly, this was a contingency and was going to be more of an honorable mention. And so, again, we'll sort of treat it as that. But it's just almost famous is one of the. All time coming of age films, the way that yeah, it fuses down. everything together is just incredible. And it, I mean, you have Billy Crudup, who's one of my favorite actors, so underrated, and he just absolutely fucking murders it in this. And then you've got, you know, the rest of the kids, Kate Kate H- you've got Kate, Kate Hudson, Kennedy. Philip Seymour yes. Hoffman. It's just Cameron Crowe is a director who I love. You know, he did Almost Famous, he did Boogie Nights. He did Vanilla Sky, which is a personal favorite. He's so great. He really is. Like I, I I think he's fucking awesome.
1: Wait, wait. What are you thinking of when you said Boogie Nights? He most certainly did not do boogie nights.
0: That's P.T. Anderson. Oh my god, that's P. T. Anderson. I'm fucking losing my mind. We need oh my god. I've He
1: did Jerry Maguire.
0: That's what I was thinking of. That's the run I meant. Jerry Maguire into Almost Famous into fucking vanilla sky. He also obviously did say anything back in the day, but um, and he wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But Francis McDormand, she keeps pop, she keeps she keeps popping up. There you go, she keeps popping up. You got Zoe Deschanel. You've got Anna Paquin. You've got fucking Rain Wilson. Jimmy Kimmel. I mean Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy God. I'm just guys. I'm losing it during this. It's so so good. And as I get older, and I and I rewatch favorite films, this film hits on every single tiny cylinder just perfectly and the fact that it wasn't nominated and looking at the other nominees some of yeah, which are faxed. fucking That's bullshit. it's yeah. it's fucking bullshit gladiator again all respect i love gladiator i'm happy at won, but Fa- almost famous deserved at the very least to be nominated and should have been the other one to consider winning that year
2: that's a what? that that year is so difficult because, first of all, Chocolat is fantastic. It's such a good movie. It's just delightful. Aaron Rockovich is dope.
1: Dude, Crouching Tiger is dope.
2: Crouching yeah. Tiger, ridiculous. The coordination, like the, you know, maybe like I look at things like maybe like from the from a sense of like how hard it is to make something. Yeah. You know, that is a tough, tough. Crouching Tiger was a tough movie yeah. to make. Uh, traffic also was fucking oh, so, so <laughs> Yeah, so like, this is a really hard, that's a really, you know, so we're going deep. And we're then we haven't even
0: hit microphone. Almost Famous or Mulholland.
2: They never even fucking got him. So great. I, I wanted to add this little, little story into uh-huh. this. So uh, I was in this like film study class. And I'm in the library. It's dead quiet. And Mulholland Drive is the movie that we were studying. And you know when, like, the guy, like, the the creepy, like, swamp monster comes yes. out of the corner? Like, at, like I fucking, I went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and And every, everyone, like, looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like... I am so sorry.
0: That's the stuff that nightmares are made
2: of. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, are you fucking it was serious? Ter- it's terrifying. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, oh! oh, my God, who is that? And then they're like, have you taken too much Adderall? I was like, no. No, that's yes. just terrifying. And yes. <laughs> I was like, no, and yes, I have. But shut up. It's like 2, two o'clock in the basement of Bates College Library. Oh, my God. That's amazing. amazing. Both, 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 Luke, both Luke and Elliot will know what I mean. When you're amazing. writing a thesis, it, it gets fucking hairy down there.
0: Shout out to the, all the boys at Bates. And, and and by the way, very quick shout out that we have to give. We have to give a big shout out to, to Rory's you know, gal, Hannah, who is a fucking legend and is the reason that the pod's going off without a hitch right now because... She lent us her laptop in the, in the 25th hour.
2: Oh, oh she, here she is. She's right here. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah refuses to deny that she asked me to make out in the stacks, and I was you know, doing bio 102 at the, at, at the time. And she was like, hey, let's go make out in the stacks. I was like, all right, hell yeah. I was like, she's hot. She's hot as hell. Let's do it. Now I'm marrying that woman. That's hey, right. That's right. <laughs> Hells yeah.
1: Uh, so this is just, just a reminder that we definitely have to do a recap of our picks because we've had so many fake picks and side picks.
0: I, yeah, I yes. know. We're,
2: we're all over the place.
0: Wait, wait, right before we recap, I just want to say, <laughs> seriously, boys, you had to bring me back because I flatlined during that one. I, I first said 2002 instead of 2001. Then I said Boogie Nights instead of Jerry Maguire. And then <laughs> I what was the last fuck-up that I had? I had another fuck-up. There was a third fuck-up. I don't even know what it is because I'm fucking up again by forgetting. That's why we're here. Yeah, that's why you guys are here for me.
1: I don't get you excited like that. When you start talking about almost fame.
0: Shout out to the Vinny Chase moment in One Day in the Valley Entourage episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Should we recap what we've done up to this point?
1: (laughs) No, no. no, Let's just leave it because I'm going to get crazy with my number two anyway. Okay,
0: okay, bring us. Bring us home. Bring us home.
1: Wait, we're on my number two, right? I'm totally lost in the Yeah, number
0: (laughs) two. Yeah, number 2,
1: number 2. Okay. Number 2, I am going to pick 1, but it is a Tarantino sampler. So, okay. it was a side pick was going to be Inglorious Basterds. So, I'm glad you covered that. Okay. My my absolute number one snub. I'm taking us to or I should say my number one Tarantino snub. I'm taking us to 1995. A famous year in Oscar lore because it includes
0: Can I Shaw just Shanker say this Devin. this is also my number 2.
1: Fantastic. Shawshank Redemption. Uh, the winner is Forrest Gump, and the indisputably correct answer is *Pulp Fiction*. Indisputable,
2: thank indisputable. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank so you. Forrest Gump is honestly, I quite like the filmmaking there, but it's Reaganite boomer ridiculous saccharine nonsense. Uh, *Shawshank* is a fucking great film. There's no, doubt. Fantastic. There's no doubt about so doubt. Pulp Fiction changed film forever. I mean, you can't watch a film from the back half of the 90s and not have it feel like Pulp Fiction. I mean, I can't think of a more effective uh, a film that's been as effective on the industry in since 94 than that one. I mean, it just totally changed everything and is one of his three masterpieces.
0: It's his number one masterpiece, though. It's number one
2: for me,
1: and and an absolute robbery, clear as day. And and we were talking about what the you know what they look for at the Oscars. If you look at some of the picks it, from the '80s, sort of going into this era, this Forrest Gump feels like an '80s style pick, mm-hmm. and Pulp Fiction was just too much. Like they just weren't fucking ready.
0: They weren't ready. And, and
1: And it's just a fucking masterpiece. I mean, what can you say? Everybody's seen it. Everybody loves it. It's incredible.
0: Like, Mike, I need to say, when I truly, when I think without like putting my thinking cap on, when I think of biggest snub in Oscar history, without researching it all, this is what I immediately think. Like, I just, Pulp Fiction. So I I have three like movies that I would tie as my favorite film ever made. Pulp Fiction is one of those three. Another one of those three, which wasn't even fucking nominated for Best Picture in that year, is fucking Lion King. Facts. 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 And I know Mike agrees with me here because we both are obsessed with it. We used to watch it together every month in college. But, I mean, okay, I get why that wasn't nom, just the Academy and how they are, but, like, it's still fucked. But, yeah, it's like, for me, I love Forrest Gump. It, the year is just fucking stacked i mean stacked beyond belief dumb and dumber also came out that year but yeah. it's obvious snub, dumb and dumber obvious but <laughs> it's literally like like three of my favorite movies ever came out that year but if you order the ones that were nominated to me it's a very obvious pulp fiction is the best by far for me then it's shawshank then it's forrest gump so i and i love them all but like pulp fiction like you said mike it changed filmmaking forever. It is, I think a lot of people would say Quentin Tarantino's best movie. I would say that. And I do not fucking know how a movie so revolutionary loses to a film like Forrest Gump, which while great, is just another wholesome movie of the year. You know? and, and
1: it's- Another film that won the the Palme d'Or at Cannes. So it was yep. recognized as the best picture elsewhere and the Oscars were just... So, fun fact: I watched Forrest Gump yesterday for the very first time ever in my life.
2: Oh my god! Well, I did like it. I I, all right. This would this is like the one thing I always know: Mike is going to do something weird he's going to say something out of out of this world. The fact that you haven't seen Forrest, the fact that you haven't seen Forrest Gump, are you fucking kidding? I
1: did like it more than I expected, but it is absurd. I mean, it is completely ridiculous, especially put up (laughs) next. If you did a double feature of Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction, I mean, I can't even honestly imagine like the difference in filmmaking.
2: Oh my what, god! Who is it? Is it Vin Rams when he's like, man, you hit you hit people with heavy ass pipes, <laughs> like like, and I'm not gonna say the word, but like he's like, I'm a big pipe carrying person. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? You know, like that, like that scene is like. There's so epic. many iconic scenes. I mean, what's There's not
1: iconic icon- about the movie? Say what again, motherfucker. And what's so crazy is that Pulp Fiction is like, there's so many homages to film that it also feels like something that if it came out a few years later, it would have won Best Picture. Like there's no reason why the Oscars would really be against it.
0: hundred besides
1: it's a little bit sort of over the
2: top. Out, out there.
0: I mean, we could go on and on about all the iconic scenes. Royale with she fucking the final scene in the diner.
2: Um, and that diner's, again, right across from me. So if you ever mm-hmm. want to come visit, uh, you know, Rory Cosgrove, it's right there. Yep. That yep.
1: And my third snub of Quentin Tarantino, which I think might be more – we might be in less agreement, let's say. I'm going as far back as the 2020 Oscars.
0: Once upon a <laughs> time – This is like an honorable right now? Yes.
1: Once upon a time in Hollywood is a better film than Parasite. No offense to Parasite. I think we should do an entire Bong Joon Ho episode. I'm pitching that to you right now. Two
2: two movies that I, two movies that I need to see. I've never seen either them.
1: A lot of great films, but for me, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one of the best films of the decade, and and it got stepped. But not I didn't say this is my official pick because it's hard to say. I mean, Parasite's a great fucking film, so it's not like a big snub. I just personally would have voted for once upon a time.
0: And that's totally fair. I I am I know a couple other people that that are that high on Once Upon a Time and I fucking loved it. But like for me for that year I thought that para- I thought Parasite was absolutely genius. For me, Parasite was better for me. My top three that year would have been those two, and I was a massive fan of Ford versus Ferrari. Oh yeah, right.
2: massive! Um, great, great fucking movie. Great, great fucking movie. Fucking movie. movie. But Dude,
1: it was a crazy year. I mean, Jojo Rabbit's great movie. Marriage Story was great. I mean, good year. A great film.
2: Yeah,
0: great was, year. Not a very
1: long number two, but the answer was was really Pulp
0: Fiction. It's Pulp Fiction, and and I'm right there too. And and with that said, Rory, you give us your number two.
2: So number two, uh, the, so the winner was Shakespeare in Love. The snub is Saving Private Ryan.
1: Wait, what year is this? That must be like 99. This is 1999. This is one 99. of
2: the miracles. Yeah, it, this was... All right, so Saving Private Ryan, watch it again. I'm a true sucker for wartime period peace movies. Uh, the The plot is ridiculous, but it's it is so intense it is so it's in your face you like i couldn't help but stop watching it right and i always like think about movies that are you know it just you can't take your eyes off you know you don't even want to go take a piss because like, you don't want to miss what's going on uh but shakespeare love was garbage it was awful <laughs> it sucked like that and like and i love shakespeare but like that movie sucked
1: <laughs> i love that you're it, throwing shade at shakespeare like he's gonna uh, hear you and come
2: was <laughs> <laughs> like it was like it was it sucked though And fucking, i want to say this about you know this is a shout out to barry pepper if barry pepper ever listens to this podcast he is maybe the best character actor of all time like, in Saving Private Ryan, he's a sniper. He's, like, mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. But that guy's been in some of my favorite movies, 25th Hour. like He's great. He is next level. He's never the leading character, but he's always plays the dopest people
1: boys. The, our next episode with rory is top five character actors that's locked
2: ah, in. oh there we go We've, we've how right, to do it. a
1: bong Jun ho episode and we've locked in town's firstborn's name i mean this has been a big <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> oh
2: my god we, we, we've gotten there we oh we, we've my covered, lord we've covered a fair amount here
0: the uh Wow. I, Roar, I need to say about that pick. First of all, great fucking pick. It was on my honorable mentions. My, the only reason I didn't do it myself is because, like, I do think I, I do love Saving Private Ryan, but it's not like one of my favorite movies. But the reason why it almost did make it onto my list is because I think it is one of the most glaring, like, fuck ups. Like, how the fuck did Shakespeare and Love win? Like, Saving Private Ryan is so clearly the best movie of the year that it just blows my mind. But this actually
1: wasn't even on my radar, but now that I'm looking at it, you're absolutely right.
2: Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And this was the so again, that so this year, Joseph Fines, I I think it's Joseph Fines, but it's Joseph Fines was in Shakespeare in Love and Elizabeth. Let's just I mean all the finds are All the finds.
0: Also, guys, hey, we like to we like to occasionally shout out the um the entourage podcast, Victory. And with that said, here's a little Irish crickets for everyone.
2: Oh, good God! That was a great. <laughs> one. That was a fun Irish cricket. iron crickets. I love it. I fucking love it. Oh my God, it's so good. Irish
1: crickets aside, does anybody know who's who's go it is or what number one?
2: <laughs> yes, yes,
0: yes, I do. We have just finally gotten to number one. So I just had my two. Yeah. I just had my two, and I already had my two because it oh, was also Pulp Fiction. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's right. So okay. we're at
0: number one. And before we do, I do think we need to recap our lists now.
1: Okay. Okay. We
0: do. I'll
1: go first. Right. Let's me. go
0: down the line. Mike, start five through four. I'm at five through two. So we're obviously not revealing our number one.
1: Okay. So number five is Grand Budapest Hotel over Birdman. Number four is Last Picture Show over French Connection. Number three is Secrets and Lies over The English Patient, which we've agreed sucks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> number two,
1: the official number two was was Pulp Fiction over Forrest Gump and, and a whole bunch of other Tarantinos. Go.
2: Okay. So my first one was 2016, Mad Max was a snub over Spotlight. Uh, tw- uh, 2008, No Country for Old Men, the snub was There Will Be Blood. <laughs> that we did get off the rails here. So, and then, so <laughs> just give, 90, us,
0: give us one. Give us one. Yeah.
2: Nineteen ninety nine is Shakespeare in Love. Snub was Private Ryan. And wait, wait, that was what uh, nine? So, <laughs> so not, sorry, I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to I'm retract that. Ninety seven was the English patient. My snub was Fargo. No, 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 no. My, <laughs> it was there's 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 too many there's too many. Oh no, it was Argo. <laughs> Argo, my snub was *Silver Linings Playbook*, oh, and then man. what should have been included was *Freefall Station*. That was 2013. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> your, number two, your number two was *Shakespeare and Love*. Yeah, yeah. Stevie so Ryan. Yes, okay.
2: yes. So that's my number two. My number, my number one is going to be an absolute, absolute. I'm going to lose my shit. Okay, I can't wait. I can't one. wait.
0: Then okay, so my. <laughs> My number five was 2016. Spotlight was the winner. My snub was Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, Number four was 2010. Hurt Locker won. Inglorious Bastards was my snub. Number three, 2015. Birdman won. Boyhood is the snub. And number two is 1995. Uh, Forrest Gump won. And obviously Pulp Fiction should have won and was the snub. Now... We've made it to the point, boys.
2: <laughs> we've gotten here somehow. I,
1: I mean, we've made it here, but like, I don't know how we're gonna make it through. I'm not so <laughs> sure we will. You know, <laughs>
2: this
1: is this is gonna be serious.
2: It's gonna get it's gonna get wild. It's
1: no, we didn't even. Accurate. I mean, who knows what's in the honorables? We've got like 87 oh. years of honorables to Oh year. my
2: god! Oh, <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number one is not a secret because I've already mentioned it. We are in 2008 indisputably, regardless of what you think about No Country for Old Men, the best picture that year of the decade, my personal picture of all time, is Paul Thomas Anderson's There Will Be Blood. Wow. The only thing I'm going to say besides that it's my favorite film of all time before I give it to you is that I read a bunch about this film this week just to sort of get prepared. And apparently a lot of people said that it was a masterpiece until the end, which is the most ridiculous opinion I've ever heard because the end set piece is so fucking epic, and
2: I got to talking about like when the he's like the that throwing the, 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 pit, the bowling the bone pins at him. Yeah.
1: Ebert said that a bunch of critics said that that's when they lost the film, and that is literally the stupidest opinion I've ever heard. I'm very Fuck sorry. Now. It's yeah. one of the greatest ending set pieces ever. Pastor Rory, because I could talk about this film all day.
2: No, but uh, dude, it's the fact that someone would even say that is fascinating because it's like you you have your milkshake and I take the other milkshake and I I go all the way over to your and I drink your milkshake. It is like it is so intense. How could you ever believe that's where they lost the film? And then it just I'm finished and that's boom. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, end of fuck. So I so the one thing that I didn't pull up that I love I love movies that are about seven sins kind of concept. Oh yeah, and that movie captures greed in a fantastic way.
1: I mean, it is uh, it is like a profile of capitalism. It's it's insane.
2: it is it is it's just greed on greed on greed in. And it's how it divolves, you know, watching the character divolve. It, it's in Daniel Day-Lewis is fucking so one of the single greatest
1: performances of all time.
2: It, it's it is in the in and then for me, big time sound like the soundtrack of it oh. is out of control. Oh. It is so dialed and the in. The
1: cinematography, I mean, it's like an oil western. Uh, you already mentioned the scene where the derrick goes up, but it's yeah, oh god, it's fucking incredible.
0: Yeah. It's indisputably the best film of that year, in my personal opinion.
1: So here's a little fun fact. I don't know if you guys knew this. So much has been said about this film. But did you know that originally Paul Dano was only cast as the brother that you see like in the very beginning? Like They weren't going to be exact twins, and he wasn't going to play both parts?
0: You're kidding me.
1: They had to refilm. Like weeks of footage when they ended up having because they they had to get rid of that actor and Dano ended up playing both and obviously
0: Holy
1: such a, I mean to do that on the fly
0: and, and how create, could you not have him now that we've seen it like I mean
1: their their characters I mean their characters are insane to have the two of them together like the greed and the sort of religion side but then the two actors I mean
2: oh my god he is he's good man he's he great is, he is instrumental in making that movie what it is.
1: Yeah, and and you mentioned the score, but I mean, shout out Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. A band I don't even really like, but the the score is fucking incredible.
2: I hate Radiohead. We we, we do agree on some things. Cheers to hating Radiohead. I've never gotten into them, but
0: all the music snobs fucking love them.
2: They do. Radiohead's maybe the worst band
0: out there. (laughs) That is definitely a hot take that's going to get us some angry people. But
2: Yeah, I hate Radiohead.
1: I take Juicy J over Radiohead any day. That's, that's
0: where I live. <laughs> Oh my god, amazing! I
2: st-
0: I still need to dive into Radiohead properly to be able to to give an opinion, but fuck, <laughs> dude, there will be blood. It's so epic. I never fully under. I know some people the listening are going to get really pissed about this. I never got really into No Country for Old Men.
1: Like we both agreed, it was overrated on our overrated yeah. episode. Not yeah. that it's a bad film. And it's it's a really good film, but it doesn't affect you nearly as much as this film. It's not
0: close, not even close.
1: Sorry, Cohen brothers, Argo sucks. No country, bro, sucks.
0: <laughs> Motherfuckers, um, Roar Dog. Okay, you, my man,
2: number one, number one, number one. This is, and I don't. Number one is coming at me with a just. I'm 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 so pissed off about this movie. Dances with Wolves, 1991, was
1: the winner. Wow, this is one of my directions. So, Dances
2: with Wolves, 1991, the snub. Goodfellas, of course, like the snub Goodfellas, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what I got. I was actively Hannah. My wife had to come down, like, come out and calm me down, watching Dances with Wolves because I was that pissed off. Because I actually had never seen it, and she's like, she's like, Kevin Costner is okay. He's an okay person. And You're like, he oh. sucks. I was like, sucks. Like, I was like, no, this sucks. And I, I, I do think Kevin Costner is maybe one of the worst American <laughs> actors out there. Wow. <laughs> Very hard. Wow.
1: So I actually I. I really like Dances with Wolves and I mean if you know it's 800 hours long and I've watched it twice it's in the last forever. 6 months. I really like the film, but it's it's definitely overrated and it is in no world better than Goodfellas.
0: No, and and I'm with you Mike, I like the film. To me, Goodfellas to me is the greatest the greatest gangster film ever made. I mean I like it personally more than any, you know, more than the Godfathers, anything like that. I think it's the best gangster movie ever made. I don't know how the fuck it didn't win. Thank Honestly,
1: you. I'm not sure the Dances with Wolves is better than Ghost. Shout out to Schweizy, but
2: I'm it's just crazy, Schweizy baby. Yeah, yeah. So Schweizy, I will give my nod in due respect. That guy, he needs a monument somewhere. He does. He does. He's a fucking legend.
1: Well, his monument will be town's first son. I mean, that's really
0: <laughs> 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 a lot of pressure to have a son now. A lot of pressure.
2: It's, a, it's 40, 40 safa, 40 safa. middle name Sapa.
0: Seriously, Roar, I'm so happy that you chose this one because it was on both of our honorable mentions. It almost snuck onto my list. I mean, it's so obvious. It's it it is insane that Goodfellas did not win Best Picture that year. Insane, insane, insanity. insanity. <sighs> All right, I, I guess this is it, right? We've got one left. This is it. Bring us
2: bring us home, big boy.
0: All right, I'm bringing us home. So for many years, I would have thought that Pulp Fiction, that, that was my biggest snub, the one that was my number two. I was going back through all the years, and I realized quite immediately that there was one omission that was just so incredibly, lo- so insane. That I, I I literally had to sit down because I was so fucking flabbergasted when I realized just how big this snub was. I just had assumed forever that it must have won. Taking us back to 1969. Yeah, we go. yeah, this? a Yeah. This move the winner that year was Oliver. Which I've I to be fair, I have never seen. I don't ever need to see it. Because the movie that did not win is arguably the most important movie in film history, in my personal opinion. And my fucking, my best film teachers in college would agree. And that is 1968's 2001 A Space Odyssey, which wasn't even fucking nominated for Best Picture. Okay, get it. Stanley fucking Kubrick, one of the greatest directors of all time, for me is masterpiece. And he has many great films. If you sit down, if you if you're listening to this podcast, if you've never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, if you go and sit down right now, turn off the lights and watch it, it could have been made in 2020. It is so fucking unbelievable that they shot this thing in 1968 before we even landed on the moon. That it is, I mean, which is obviously part of why the conspiracy theorists think that Kubrick filmed the fucking fake moon landing. But,
1: I accurately think that
0: accurately potentially. I'm a, I love those conspiracy theories, but the movie I was going to say unreal. the same thing. Real. <laughs> it's just, it, and it very well might be, but like. The movie is insane. The f- it's, it's, it's a film that the first time I ever watched it, it had been so hyped up to me that I thought, there's no way I'm going to like this movie as much as everyone says. And I, I, I watched it with Zach, who, as you all know, has been a guest of the pod and does the intro to the pod.
2: Big shout out, real to out, Shout out, shout out, Zach. Get Big up. shout this
0: out movie. to z And Zach and I sat down. We both watched it for the first time. And, and Zach, by the way, like, it's hard to impress Zach. And and Zach and I look at each other as the he end credits. He might be credits. one
2: of the t- tougher people that you've ever run into. He's just like, he's like, no, nah, I don't like it. Yeah, he's a hard ass. Yeah, and and hard the ass. movie
0: ends. And this is a memory I will never, ever forget. The film ends. Credits are rolling. We're sitting in the dark in our apartment in college and we just look at each. We both turn over and look at each other, and Zach just goes, "Yeah, that might be one of the best movies I've ever seen." And I just said, "Yep." <laughs> like, and just it, it is like it's so fucking good. It goes. It, I mean, if you haven't seen it, if you have, whatever, it's all about. I mean, it's it's the mo- the biggest topic you could ever dive into. It's about the the start of mankind and of life on earth and going through into the future and it's just it's such an epic in scope story how they do it is so interesting and i still think it's you know it it, it, speaking of top fives it's in my top five films ever made and The fact that a movie like this, which back then must have seemed like literally a movie from the future because it's so fucking incredibly technologically advanced. The fact that this did not win Best Picture and the fact that it wasn't even nominated is the biggest travesty in the Academy's history, in my personal opinion.
1: And, Town, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. But if you go back to 1965, the Oscars that year, another musical one... My Fair Lady, which can mm-hmm. take a fucking hike, and the best film—it's not one of my favorite films of all time—but the best film out of what was nominated is Doctor Strangelove.
0: No fucking question.
1: Kubrick got yeah. nominated for Rob twice in a very short span. It's
2: Kubrick, unbelievable. I, has Kubrick even won a Best Picture? I don't. Think I had. don't. I don't think so. I, I'm looking at it because we were mentioning. It, we were talking about Clockwork Orange, which was Mike's.
1: But could have been considered.
2: Could have been considered. Yeah, and he didn't win for that. Didn't win for that. Didn't win for this. He didn't win for Barry
0: Lyndon. He didn't. No, he didn't. I'm sure he didn't win for Full Metal Jacket. He didn't win for Eyes Wide Shut. He didn't win. I'm trying to think what other ones
2: were missing right no,
1: now. No, I don't think he's ever won, right? Has he he's been? never
2: won. I don't no. know. Yeah. it's But, like, talk about, like, a... One of the people who are maybe more of the seminal, like he created a, an entire way of looking at yeah. film yes, differently than anybody else has.
1: Now, granted, I've had a few red wine and scotch, which today is actually Pepsi and bourbon. But...
2: <laughs>
1: All right. I mean, I mean, do you think that has something to do with the fact that he basically said Fuck Hollywood! I'm moving to the UK because you guys don't know anything about film. I mean, knowing how sort of political this, the is, I think that probably has something to do with it,
0: right?
2: I am sure that it did, and, and it kind and of ties into like what what is the Academy in the first place? Like, who the fuck? Who are they? I don't even know. They're the
1: type of people Academy? that can be influenced to say English patient is the best picture, and that's right.
2: a Like, so it's like I don't know. Now, as a member of SAG-AFTRA, I can. I get, I get to, I get to vote for like movies that I love, you know. And so I would say, like as SAG Aftra, that would be the award that I would care about the most because it's like your your peers are voting for you.
1: And, and over here, certainly the BAFTAs has a, a great deal of respect, whereas the Oscars it has it, but well, even the English Patient, for example, okay, that's technically an, a British film, so to speak, but. A homegrown director like Mike Lee for Secrets and Lies in that very same year, everyone here thought that it should have won. And unfortunately, because the other one was sort of produced or distributed in the US, it won.
0: Yeah. Yep. Can I can I also just tell you, you boys, that Kubrick never even won best director? Just insane. Just insane.
2: That's absurd. Very, very harsh.
1: And it's we've so already hard. talked about how QT will never win best picture which is very sad.
0: Which is so sad. I mean, again, Pulp Fiction, and Glory. yeah. I mean, those are the two guys that I think have been the most robbed by the Academy, Kubrick and fucking QT.
1: Well, and and to be fair, I don't think, I mean, the year that the departed one is kind of a, a weaker year, but... Scorsese got robbed probably a few times before that, right? For I mean,
2: better, yeah. Not, for better films, that's not his best so. film yeah. by far. Uh-huh. Right? So for yeah, uh-huh.
0: I couldn't agree more. Which I'll lead that right into our honorable mentions. I'm going to give you one Fantastic. right off the bat. 2014, fucking two. Now that we're in honorables, we can do whatever the fuck we want. So, 12 Years a Slave won that year. There's two films that are two of my favorite films of the deck of that decade that both did not win, one being Martin Scor- Scorsese's masterpiece, The Wolf of Wall Street, and one being Spike Jones's masterpiece, Her, which I love Her, and I can't believe that 12 Years a Slave won over both of these films. Dude,
1: to be honest, I think Dallas Buyers Club or Her is the best picture that
0: year. Dallas Buyers Club just killed it. I'm not so big, I'm not as big as you guys on Dallas Buyers Club. I thought it was good. I think it's a little bit gimmicky with McConaughey shit, you know, shedding the weight, doing the whole thing. Wow. And Honestly. I think if you if you for instance, if you look at Leo versus McConaughey's acting skills, Leo tenfold yeah. wins Wolf of wow. Wall Street. Leo's a beast. But but we're talking about movie, obviously. At least we can agree on her. It sounds like Mike because yeah, definitely it's so good and it's like so of the time and of the future and what could be realistic and oh
1: and following that same energy let's let's go to 1981.
0: Let's go. Where the
1: winner the winner was ordinary people, which is wrong. Uh, probably the best picture is Raging Bull. Another Scorsese rob but another interesting picture that would have won or should have won over ordinary people is the elephant man the only david lynch film i understand <laughs> no but seriously that's a good fucking picture better than ordinary people for sure
0: oh my god so much and, and such a again that is another monumental film film in the scope of film like yeah Elephant Man did so much to push film forward, and what you could do with the medium.
1: And he's just beautifully shot. I, I like that film quite a bit.
0: Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's
1: a little bit more straightforward in a sense because, like I said, I mean, I'm only half joking that like it's the only David Lynch film that makes sense. But it's. I mean, ordinary people get out of
0: here. Get, get the fuck out of here! It's like you. Oh my god, that's a great call,
1: Rory. Give us an honorable mention. We'll go around the table a few times.
2: I'm back. Sorry, had to take a dump. had to take a dump. <laughs> All right, Roy. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna
0: update you. I I called out her and the Wolf of Wall Street both being snubbed by Twelve Years a Slave. Mike called out uh, the Elephant Man uh, and um, Raging, Raging Bull. Bull being snubbed wow. by ordinary people in 1981. Give us an honorable. Give us an honorable. Uh, fatal Attraction. Ooh, what year are we looking at?
1: It's 88.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: you're absolutely wrong, but it's 88.
2: (laughs) Love it. Love love the honesty. Uh, Fatal Attraction is Glenn Close just being an absolute boss. Now, I will say my second one, Deer Hunter. Uh, Have you ever seen Deer Hunter? What a great movie. movie. That year, it was nineteen. That same year? 78. 78. 1978. So it would have been like the 1979. Uh... So the 1979 Oscars. Yeah. Wait, but it won. It won Best Picture. Yeah. No, it didn't. Did yes, it? it did. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, honorable mention. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I okay. got I got caught with my pants down on this one. Oh shit! Amazing, amazing, fucking amazing! It did win. All right, good. It was well, well deserving. It wasn't snubbed.
0: <laughs> that makes me feel better about all my flub ups during fucking almost.
1: You <laughs> must your next uh, honorable town.
0: I'm. I'm gonna. All right. I'm just gonna give you two sort of because one is really quick. I just something I wanted to sneak in earlier was. A massive snub, I think, across the board, more so for Best Animated Film, but I also think it could have deserved to be up for Best Picture. 2015, The Lego Movie. The fact that it was not nommed for, at the very least, Best Animated Film is fucking outrageous. But I'm going to pivot from that and take us to 1996, the year that Braveheart won, 7, was not nominated. Oh. Seven. Oh, That's yeah. Braveheart. One of the greatest. One of the great thrillers of our time. Yeah. I mean, what's in the box? One of the greatest endings in movie history that everyone knows. And it's just it was not even nominated. And Braveheart's a great fucking movie. So I'm not knocking Braveheart winning. I'm not. I'm knocking seven not even being in the conversation. And I know. A lot of people have different opinions on Fincher and his best work, but for me, it's seven. So,
2: all right, yeah, seven is great. Movie.
1: We mentioned briefly 2018. Uh, I think we were talking about Tim- Timothy Chalamet, and I want to revisit this. And I want to start off by saying, so the winner of that year is *The Shape of Water*. I fucking I love horror films. I love Guillermo. I love *The Shape of Water*. Me too. *Get Out* is a better film. Yes, and the best film out of all of that is Phantom Threat. Another one that would be on my all decade list. Another
2: another Daniel Day Lewis masterpiece.
1: Which is absolutely incredible.
0: You guys are big PTA guys too. Yeah. I'm I'm not as big on PTAs, you guys. Like I love There Will Be Blood, but 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 great shout. I I do think Shape of Water deserved it. I don't know, like it's so hard. I really love Shape of Water. Get Out, I think, was very deserving that year. I I, I thought Get Out should have one.
2: I, I, I do too. I think originality like, and, and, and three yeah, billboards, three billboards was fucking great.
1: Lady Bird is great. I mean, it's a tough year.
2: Don't get me started on Martin McDonough. You know, don't get me started on him. Oh, you know, oh don't.
0: We can't even go into In because it's just yeah. too fucking good. What year? Yeah, what year did In Bruges come out? That movie should have been nominated for best. It
1: must pick. be like two thousand eight ish, right?
0: I think it was two thousand eight. Yeah, it is two thousand eight. What the fuck happened in two thousand eight? Why the fuck wasn't In Bruges fucking nominated?
1: It? All right. Uh, wait. So who, for honorables, is it over to you, Roar?
2: I have no more. I'm 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 plum out. I'm plum out of honorables. I have two more honorables.
1: All right, you go one, and then I'll go.
2: Actually, I, can I do one honorable? Yeah, do one. Do Spartable one.
1: Of bitch. Of course you can. Up,
2: up. Two thousand nine. Oh, that's ridiculous. We, we were talking. It's are you kidding me? That's a great movie. No it's better
1: than Inglorious Bastards.
2: I. But like, it was the fact that it was a part of the conversation as an animated movie.
1: I love your I support of it. Up. Yeah. Check out our Pixar episode if you haven't listened.
2: What uh? What year was this? Two thousand nine. Would it maybe 2010? We still haven't quite figured out how to. <laughs> <laughs> <don't> <laughs> what is 20 is 2010
1: awards.
0: Okay, okay, okay. 2010 awards up. Okay. Um. So one that I'm going to give, which is one that really pissed me off, and obviously is really famous in Oscar history, 2017 when Moonlight won, and of course they they accidentally. Said La La Land oh, yeah. at first and then they fucking dialed it back and we're like, oh, nope, actually Moonlight won. I'm just going to go right on record and say Moonlight was one of the last movies I think that should have won that year. It's oh. fine. But La La Land was was uh La La Land was the best movie that year, I thought. And can't believe it didn't win. Also thought Lion was incredible. I thought fucking Hell or High Water was great. I thought Arrival was great. So many movies that I thought were way better than Moonlight. I think La La Land deserved it though that year, personally. So I'm gonna go with that right now, Mike. I'll hand it off to you. I've I've got one or two more after. Okay.
1: I wanna revisit a couple of the most famous ones. Okay. So I am going to nineteen ninety, where a trash picture called Driving Miss Daisy won. (laughs) Also nominated was Dead Poet Society, a better film. Oh my god. Field of Dreams. A better film with a terrible co-lead, The Worst American Actor. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. God. Uh, and, and My Left Foot with one of the greatest mm. actors, all-time DDL. DDL. Not nominated at all is the best picture of the year, which is Do the Right Thing.
0: Oh, my God. That wasn't even nommed?
1: Also not nominated at all that probably uh, should have been considered as Sex, Lies, and Videotape. I mean, terrible Holy year for shit.
2: nominations.
1: Terrible year for winners. Shout out Spike Lee.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking yeah, insane. Yes,
0: there you go. That's fucking insane. I'm going to rock real quick on... um. I'm going to go with the, 2000, <clears throat> the 2011 Oscars, which I have to say, I actually love The King's Speech, which won. I'm not mad at all that The King's Speech won. Hard to dog that movie. Hard to dog it. Hard to dog it, but there are literally a few movies that were so fucking spectacular that it it kills me one i personally think toy story 3 should have won which is Mm. one of the greatest animated films of all time we already know mike hates it and then (laughs) two inception which was a (laughs) 10 year 10 year idea from fucking nolan so fucking good so original Also deserved a win. And then also I want to shout out The Fighter, which was fucking fantastic. Christian Bale fucking killed it in that. With this all said, I love The King's Speech. I love it, and I'm okay with it winning. I just need to give those movies their time of day. I also want to shout out
1: True Grit. I absolutely love the original True Grit. It's one of my favorite pictures. But since we've been totally ragging on the Coen brothers (laughs) – I thought their true grit was pretty fucking solid.
2: It's pretty solid.
1: And obviously Black Schward was incredibly Schward.
2: Yeah, yeah. Black Schwarm was great. Uh, You know the Schwardians were going to come into play at some point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is this back to me? I have one more.
2: You've got one more, and
0: then I've got one more.
1: Okay, so I think we just need to revisit the other most famous one ever, probably, which is 2006. The winner was Unacceptably Crash. Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, any other picture nominated that year is the best picture. But for me, I would go with Capote. I don't know. What do you guys think? It's Brokeback Mountain, Capote, Good Night, and Good Luck Munich.
2: Capote's an interesting one. It's it, Yeah, that's interesting. I know that like everyone
0: was, was really upset that Brokeback didn't win. I'm going to be honest. None of these films are incredibly strong for me. They're They're all solid. They're all solid, but none of them like wow me. I mean, yeah, I I mean Crash probably shouldn't have won. Even Paul Haggis admitted he didn't think it should win, but like I think I'd go broke back just for sort of what it meant at the time and yeah. and what it it did, I think, for the gay community. But I don't know. I that year for me was a bit of a not the strongest year for me personally.
2: Yeah. Agreed. I actually have an honorable mention that oh, I kind of want to put in there. Throw it in. So, Throw it in. Nineteen ninety eight. So the winner was Titanic, and and should be. The, and no, should be not. the snub, the Full Monty. That's your snub. That's my snub over Goodwill Hunting and L.A. Confidential. It's my snub. It is a great fucking movie. Right. It just was it, it, in the wrong place in the wrong time. Like, you're not going to beat James Cameron in Titanic. And then you had Google hunting, which is fantastic. Oh, my God. Incredible. Great. Which is fantastic. But I love the fact that one that, like, so it has, like, a deeper meaning, like, for me, like, Sheffield. Mm-hmm. So a kid that I grew up playing hockey with, uh, Colinetti. shout out Colinetti if you'll ever listen to this. He started this Eddie Slide because he played hockey in Sheffield, and there are also the Sheffield Steelers. So four one two Steelers Pittsburgh, but that movie is yeah. fucking awesome. If you've never seen Full Monty, it's it's the best. It's no,
0: that's that's a good that's a good. I'm I, I like that you shouted that because it's like definitely the least talked about one. I think I, I will say for myself, I'm, I'm a big. I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know how obsessed with Leo I am. This is where it all started. (laughs) Titanic, like biggest movie ever. I saw Titanic four times in theaters back in 1997, 98. And I think Titanic absolutely is the best picture. But with that said, Goodwill Hunting and L.A. Confidential are two movies that I absolutely own on DVD and that I absolutely fucking love.
2: As Good As It Gets is fucking great, too. I think it's a very strong year. It's very a strong year. Good year, and I did shout out uh, LA Confidential with Kim, Kim Bassinger. Bassinger. Bassinger? How do you say it? Bassinger? <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Mike? So I'll take
1: it one step further. So just to recap, the five nominees are Titanic, as good as, it, as good as it gets, The Full Monty, Goodwill Hunting. L.A. Confidential and Titanic is without a doubt the worst film out of all. You are
2: time. a fucking <laughs> nut. You are a nut. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Oh god, it is just not deserving. Sorry, Goodwill Hunting. It is
0: unbelievable. I know everyone out there. The amount of times we all had that V eight, that double VHS of Titanic, we had to switch it over halfway through because it's three hours and fourteen minutes long. We all it's know a double, a double we all know how fucking great Titanic is. My heart will go on, everyone. My heart will go on.
1: You know what Robin Williams said? It's not your fault. It, it is Titanic's fault.
0: <laughs> 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 all right. I'm going to give us what I believe is the last honorable mention, right, but it, if anyone it. else has another, Where's chime in after. One? Let's do it. 1978. Annie Hall is the winner. Which is correct? And look, yeah. w- look, and and I will I will preface by saying I'm not saying that it's wrong. It's a it's a very solid winner, but Star Wars: A New Hope came out that year oh, and changed god. movies forever. Oh god! And it's just, <laughs> I personally obviously think Star Wars should have won. With that said, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that one. Probably not the best one to end with, hey, but
2: shoot your shot. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I got to give Star Wars a shout out. It, Star Wars is one I, one of the first movies that I saw in theaters was Ooh. with my Star Wars. Wow. And my mom was like, this kind of changed the game for cinema. And I think that's like where I fell in love with it. There you, And there you go, my friend. I think you I just, saw all
1: the re-releases more. in theaters as well. When it, when it, when <laughs> yeah, we did, I
0: did as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then or I knew it were
1: like, like, garbage and I don't want to see any more of this bullshit.
0: hey if if you guys all learned one thing from this podcast while listening i hope that it's spotlight sucks and (laughs) and (laughs) oh Oh. 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 wow all right anywho i mean wow what a monster episode we have just been all over the place ah so fucking fun
2: (laughs) i love it it. it's too good when we get you on it's too good it's just that, just, you know, it, it's, it's so good to be able to talk about, like, movies. I love it.
0: It's a hum diddly
2: ho It's a hum diddly ho And, you know, there's there so many movies that are left off this list that we could go all day on. Like Deer Hunter 1979. Best- <laughs> <laughs> the fact that The Matrix wasn't...
0: Wasn't it oh, Best Picture? How the fuck was The Matrix not nommed for Best Fucking Picture? I
2: don't
0: know. Unbelievable. Never liked it. You're a nut job, that's, and that's you are wrong. It is one of the best movies ever made. Anywho, it's been a goddamn pleasure, Roar. It's
2: been a pleasure to talk to you guys. I uh, love it.
0: What's, what's our next topic with, with Roar down the line? It's uh, best top five character
2: action. Shout out to Sam Rockwell.
0: Oh, noon, noon?
1: <laughs> all right, save it. Save oh, it. Oh my lord.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, boys, it has been real. Hey, for everyone out there, you want to reach us, you email us at top dives at gmail.com, Instagram, Top Fives and Deep Twitter, topdives. Dives, TikTok, Top Fives and Dives. Find us out there. And give
1: us a little review on Apple, man. That helps.
0: Yes, yes. I've been meaning to say this the last couple apps. It really, really helps if you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get noticed, helps Apple spread the pot a little bit more. If you could take a minute out of your day to do it, we have our link right in all our profiles. It'd mean the world. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, listening. We love y'all. We'll see you next week. Let's let the beautiful Zachary Wexelman, Wait, Real Tepeka people, lead us good. out. Adios. Peace. Top fives deep dives
1: without a P T M. Top fives deep dives with a P T M. Top fives deep dives without a P T M. Top fives deep dives with a P T M. My favorite director would have to be Martin Scorsese, followed by Quentin Taran.
2: That movie fucking sucks.